Oh, all right. My name is Alex. Nick, thank you so much. That was awesome. Uh, let's give him a big hand clap, guys. I've known Nick since uh, since he was a teenager. I think maybe since he was in like seventh grade. I've known him for a long time, and I knew him when he was just barely picking up the guitar, a little kid in in junior high, high school group when we were young. When he was younger, I was already in my twenties, I think. <laughs> so he's been a good guy, and I'm so happy that he's uh, an addition to our church because it's, it's really cool. So uh, let's pray real quick. I know Nick just prayed, but I'm gonna pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much for this time and the opportunity that I that you've given me and you've given us to join here together, getting your word and encourage one another. I thank you that, Lord, you've given us this this building, this facility, uh, that you've given us the people here to serve so that um, we continue to expand your kingdom, we continue to love one another, and most importantly, love you. So we thank you for what you've given us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I thought about recycling one of Sam's sermons because they were really good, you know. Maybe possibly listening to them. He got me a couple Sundays ago. Um, the messages on the beginnings is Genesis has been so good. And I mean, he had, me, had me crying, I think, two Sundays ago. And he was talking about God writing his name on our palms. I was like, mm. And that's what you do when you're in love. You're like, oh, Jenny. Oh, Tommy. You know, at least that's what I used to do. I remember when I first came to Christ, I used to write the word Jesus on my binder. I'd go, Jesus. Oh, I love you. Sounds cheesy now, but no, I'm just kidding. It doesn't sound cheesy. But no, I, I still write that sometimes. Sometimes I write father. I go, father. <laughs> I think sometimes Nick catches me writing something. He's like, what are you writing? I'm writing father. Anyways, I'm not going to recycle one of Sam's uh, sermons, though that would be really awesome. Maybe I'll do that one day because it did touch my heart. So if it touched my heart, then you know I might as well use it. But if I were to entitle this uh, a lesson or anything, I would call it being torn. Now, it sounds kind of weird talk, going to church and talking about being torn. Now, when I'm talking about torn, I'm, I'm talking about torn between a decision or uh, a choice that you have to make. And I know all of us, including myself, we all have those uh, decisions that we need to make. Like, should I wear the black blouse or should I wear the, the red one? Should I wear the, the nice button up or should I wear the V-neck? You know, I don't know. And then you get to the place and you walk by and you're like, darn, I should have wore the other one. That was just, ah, I don't like the way I lose, to lose 10 pounds. That's the way I think. Anyways, getting into a little bit of my mind. Anyways, I remember when I was about 21 years old, um, I was working at an office, and me and my friends, we decided, they were, hey, let's go to Yosemite for the weekend. We're going to you know, get a little cabin, and we're going to uh, fish, and we're going to get a little raft. We're going to go down the river that's right there. And my boss says, no, Alex, you know, you shouldn't go. You should stay here and make money. And I was like, I should go and make, you know, she kind of closed me, you know, the whole, I was in sales at the time. I guess I'm still in sales today, but I was in sales at the time. I was selling real estate and I'm like, I'm 21 years old. I was, I want to do my best to try to sell some houses. I'm fresh. It's, the market's going really good. I'm like, yeah, I should. Or should I go with my friends? I didn't know which one to choose. I was like, I was torn between the two. Dang. Bam. <laughs> just kidding. So I was torn between the two. I didn't know which one to do. Anyways, I chose to stay home, um, but I probably should have gone because I ended up. I didn't. I don't think I sold the whole house that week, and I ended up taking it, going on a and a very expensive date. And I probably spent more money on that date than I would have gone to Yosemite. So now I look back and I'm like, I've never been to Yosemite. That was about seven, eight years ago, ten years ago, something like that. And I never went to Yosemite. Or 
sometimes we have the uh, the choice of which college should I go. You know, I know for myself or maybe some of your, our kids here, uh, they're deciding what college should I choose. You know, which one would look good on my resume when I'm applying for you know this and this job. And as a worship leader, um, sometimes you know during the week when I'm picking my songs or um, getting ready for Wednesday nights or Sunday nights, sometimes I ask myself. Um, which songs should I choose? Because I know sometimes people just don't sing, but the messages, the message of the of the song, the lyrics really touch people's hearts. I know they touch my hearts. Like today when we're sitting down and we're listening to um, one of the songs by Phil Wickham, I think it was, I Adore You. And you're listening to the the lyrics and they sing, his face shines on us and it sticks to us. I mean, I started thinking about the grace of God and how he wants to just download. I always say that he wants to download his heart into us. And so I started having these decisions. What song should I choose? Would this song get somebody? Will this song get somebody? And, you know, obviously, you know, God does give us room to choose for ourselves. And at times, a lot of times, he does want us to partner with him. And be like, Hey, God, what do you think? What song should I choose? And sometimes he might be like, hey. I think you need to choose I Adore You. Like, you think so? Yeah, I think that's a good song. All right, I'll choose that song. So you write it down, you put it in your list. At least that's how I hear it in my head. I'm just a little crazy. One of the two. And then there's the preference part. The preference. I think God gives us a preference. Um, what do you desire? What do you desire? What preference do you have? For me, the preference... Would I rather go to Fleming's or would I rather go to Buffalo Wild Wings? I have a preference. And if I had to choose, I would probably choose Buffalo Wild Wings because I love chicken wings. Okay. But that's my preference. Would I be torn between the two? Yeah, because, you know, you go to Fleming's, you get this nice, beautiful steak. Mmm. Melts in your mouth. Medium rare. Or you can get these beautiful chicken wings. I don't know which one to choose. I'm torn between the two. And at the end of the day, I'll choose the chicken wings and I'll go home and I'll be fine. And then there's also that time in life where you ever watch those movies where people, they take one for the team. Hey, guys, we're about to go in the battle. No, let me go first. I'll take it for the team. And and the courageous guy or the girl, they walk into battle and, you know, they take one for the team uh, because they want to sacrifice themselves for the sake of the, the whole for the sake of the unit. So I guess with that being said, let's open up to Philippians chapter one. Everybody with you. And Sam said I could share. And I said, what should I teach on? You know, we've been going through John, which has been an amazing book. And I love the gospel of John because I think it really does share the nature of who Jesus really is, you know. And he has some really good punchlines in there. <laughs> they always want to beat him up. <laughs> they, I guess they do at the end. But he rose again. But Philippians chapter 1, and it's chapter 1, verses 18 through 26. Now, this I would consider to be my life verse or something that I would possibly get a tattoo of. And I don't have any tattoos. I'm, I'm very scared. And I've always wanted one right here. I think it would be really cool, especially if I'm playing the guitar. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what that tattoo says. You know, that's kind of vain. But I do have those thoughts. But then I read in Men's Health Magazine, if you're 30 and over, you probably shouldn't get your first tattoo at that age. But 30 is the new 20. Just kidding, Sam. He's probably going to listen to this later. So. <laughs> he taught on that one day, and I always tell him that. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Anyways, Paul says like this. He's in jail. 
And this is what I love about Paul. He says here in verse, uh, towards the tail end of verse 18, he says, yes, and I will rejoice for I know that through your prayers and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. That is, it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be ashamed at all, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether through life or death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor, fruitful, fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with you all for the progress and the joy in the faith so that in me you may have an apple cause to glory to glory apple cause to glory in Jesus Christ because of my continuing to be with you. I love this part in the Bible because I think Paul is sharing something very important with us. He's saying to us he's in jail. And he's going to go to trial. And he's saying, I don't know what to choose. I don't know whether to go to heaven to be with Christ, which is better, because we get peace, eternal peace, or to stay on earth. He says, in other translations, I think in NIV, I love the way it says, I'm torn between the two. If you read the King James Version, I think it says betwixt. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. I don't know what that means. But torn between the two. I'm torn between the two. And I love that verse because he he shows the heart of God in this passage. And I'm always thankful for it because I always ask myself, Alex, are you torn? Because I know for me, it's very easy to get angry at people. It's very easy for me to judge people. I'm not saying I do that all the time, but I don't want you to think I'm judging anyone like that, but I'm just saying as a human being, as a person, it's easy to tell somebody in your heart and your mind, hey, take a hike, you know, give them the old bird or something, you know. But can I say that at church? Oh, I guess I just said it. Oh, well. Tough break. <laughs> but it's easy to get wrapped up in our own flesh. And it's easy to get wrapped up in our own things. And that's why I think I really love the Apostle Paul in this in this word. He's he's in jail. And if you read earlier in in, in Philippians, he talks about being in jail. He talks about it being for the glory of God. And no matter where he's at, he's always representing Christ and people are always coming to Christ. He doesn't he doesn't care if people are doing it out of vain ambitions or, you know, selfish desires. You know, there's some preachers and teachers uh, that you, we might see on TV or that we've heard of that they preach the gospel out of vain ambitions or they preach the gospel. They, they preach the gospel just to make themselves look good. It's vain ambitions. And at the end of the day, Paul is saying that doesn't matter. What matters is Christ is being preached. And Christ, uh, Paul always had that heart that he wanted people to know about the peace of God. He wanted people to know about the restoration that God has for our hearts and for our minds. And he was always transparent in his word. And I think that's what I really love about the Apostle Paul. And sometimes when you read his letters, like in Romans or in Corinthians, Corinthians, he says, hey, man, I, I have something. I have a thorn in the flesh. It's eating me up. And I pray to God to take this away. And God said, no, I'm going to I'm paraphrasing. This is in chapter 12. If you'd like to read it, of second Corinthians, he, he, God says, no, I'm not going to take it away so that you in your weakness, you could be made strong. And he shares these 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 intimate things with us. So, and he's vulnerable with us so that 
we could realize as human beings that, hey, we're vulnerable too, and we're okay when we mess up because Paul is going through the same struggles. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. And I love the part also where in Romans chapter seven, six and seven, he's going, he's talking about sin in our lives, and he's it's like he's he's having a breakdown, and he's like, oh gosh, sin, it's just taking over my body. This is the way I read it. He probably is not talking like that, but when I read it, I I hear it like. Paul saying, it's taking over my body. Oh, my God, a wretched man that I am. I just want to rip. Ah, why me, God? And he says, this, this, who will save me from this filth? He's saying at the end of chapter 7. And then he goes into Romans 8, and it's completely different. He says, hey, but God gave us victory. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his heart. Paul's being vulnerable with us. He's letting in, he's letting us into some of the most deepest parts of his life. He's letting us into his failures and he's letting us into the truth that no one's perfect. And it doesn't matter if he, you know, wrote the scripture and he's encouraging, he's building all these churches all around and, and whatnot. He still struggles with his flesh. He still struggles with being a human being, being a man, but it's the power of God that saves us from that. And I love that vulnerability that he gives us because I think that's a message to us. That's a message to us as human beings to say, or as followers of Christ, that it's okay to be vulnerable with other people. It's okay to receive other people, and it's okay to let them know that you're going to be all right when they're struggling with their with their stuff. And so, what I going back to Philippians chapter one when he's saying I'm torn between the two. I think what Paul is really showing us there is his is showing us. God's heart. He's always showing us Jesus, Jesus's heart. Because when Jesus was walking, he was his heart. His Bible says his heart was always breaking for people. It says that he was like, oh man, he just wanted to love on people. And the Apostle Paul's life, his letters reflected that same heart and that heart that was downloaded into him from Christ. And. What it boils down to is is relationships, you know. God has always been uh, a restorer of relationships, and so when I read this pa- passage, it's just echoing into my heart, saying, "Alex, you're called to be into in relationships with people. You're called to love people, forgive them, take them as they are, have that passion and compassion for them, and f- I mean, not that I'm the great brown hope or anything like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm boom." That was good, huh? I'm just kidding. Not that I, I'm some hopeful dude or I'm, I am the, I am all great and powerful, but that that gentleness that, this, that, that the word talks about should live in my heart. So when I read these scriptures, when he's saying I'm torn between the two, I always ask myself these questions. Alex, are you torn? When my sister makes me angry, are you torn? You still love her when when your best friend is upsetting you? Are you torn when you have to go set up or you have to go lead worship? Are you torn? You know? Or when you have to, you volunteered and then you're saying to yourself, why did I volunteer? Why did I volunteer? I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done that. Why? And you're just kicking the dust, you know, kicking rocks. (laughs) And then you remind yourself, are you torn? Are you having the Father's heart towards other people? And you have to remember, oh, that's right. God called me to be gentle, loving, kind, 
think of others more highly than myself. And when I, once again, when I read this scripture, I always go back to, am I being torn? And it's a lot. I think this, it's just a, it's just a reminder for all of us to, to seek after God's heart and to ask him, Lord, do I have your heart for other people? Do I have your love for other people? Am I able to accept them where they're at? And that's why I love about this church so much. Genesis, we, we, I feel like we just accept people where they're at. People feel comfortable when they come and they're like, hey, I struggle with this. But, oh, all right, cool. Hug. I've been there too, you know. That's what I love about this place. That's what I love about how we can reach the community. We have things like grassroots where people that don't come to our church can feel comfortable here sharing and expressing their hearts. Even if they're drop, dropping some words that are not so very nice or Christian, if we might call it that, you know. But they feel comfortable with us because I believe that Christ had that heart that he hung out with anyone and they felt comfortable with him. And he was torn, you know. But thank God that he died and rose from the dead because now his spirit can live with live in us and we can receive him and we can know him daily on a continual continual basis. And we can have that heart for other people and we continue to grow uh in those areas. So that's really what I wanted to share. It's kind of short. I know Sam goes a lot longer, you know. But he's really good at doing this, you know. And I would love, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity. But that's that's my favorite verse in the Bible, my favorite passage in the Bible, to be torn for people. Because it's so easily, easily especially I think in our culture, to just push people aside. You know, uh, judge them because they're, they're, maybe they're not wearing the right clothes or, you know, they don't read the right books or, you know, they don't listen to the right kind of music. You know, who cares about that stuff? It was It's about the joy of being with other people. You know, it's the joy of just receiving them where they're at and realizing, man, everybody's different. You know, I don't have, I don't, I look at all my friends and all the people around me and I say to myself, man, I don't think I have one person that's alike. But there might be some similarities, obviously. But I think that most of the people that I know, they're, they're unique. I don't know. I don't know another Nick. <laughs> I do not know another Nick. He's strange. You know, I'm just kidding. He's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. You know, uh, I don't know the, another Gil. There's, no, I don't know, another dude like this guy here. With a little, right here, dude. He's the man. Mm. But that so easily, that, that there, that love for people, can, you could, we could be so easily blinded because we let our flesh, we let our own carnal desires get in the way. We don't allow that spirit of God to come into us, the love of God to come inside of us and to give us that heart so that we're, Torn for people that we can say, man, I really would love to be with Christ in heaven and not have to pay bills, not have to, you know, DJ another event. And that's what I do for a living. If you don't know, I DJ uh, not have to, you know, uh, be stuck in traffic, be with Jesus, just hanging out. It'd be cool. But there's also people, people that probably still need me, people that probably still, still need us. And that's what I want. That's what I love. And I guess that's what I, that's all I wanted to share. So now I'm just babbling. So, um, that's it. I mean, that's all I really have for today. Um, that's my favorite verse, uh, Philippians chapter one. Um, and that, that's it. I mean, does anybody have any questions or want to say anything? I think we're good. Anybody need prayer for 
they're bad thinking. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, let's pray. And um, I think that's it. We have some cake, a lot of good, good, good little goodies over there. And Father, thank you for this opportunity for allowing me to share on your word about being torn, about having that father's heart, the heart of Christ that loves people, uh, that loves people beyond our desires. And so, Lord, I want to ask that, Lord, you would continue to put that in our hearts, that we would love others more than ourselves, that we would care about the welfare and the well-being of other people, both mentally, physically, whatever the case may be. I want to ask that you would just give us that heart so that we would be more like you and we would meet people where they're at, no matter where they're at, that we can set aside our own, our own junk for the sake of others. So we thank you, Lord, for your word. We ask you to continue to speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen.